Um, before we get into the action, I just wanted to take a second to send my condolences to Terrence Watson and the Watson family. OG Mark was good. Uh, over the summer, we lost Terrence. You, you've heard him on multiple episodes of The Gray Area. We were talking some hoop, very knowledgeable, definitely an OG in his, in his sports talk game. Yeah, but, but, you know, he left us, and it was kind of sudden. I was on Facebook talking to him maybe the week before. We was talk- I forgot. what we, we were talking about something Laker-related with Laker fans. We were talking about something related to the Lakers, and then about a week later, I get on Facebook, and I see a few status updates, and it's just like, whoa. I saw him over the summer during the finals outside of Kifu, chopping it up, talking about when he's going to come back on the pod because my man loves talking sports. I'll see him in the Dunkin' Donuts when I get my coffee. I'll go in there for like a a, a, a five-minute coffee run, end up in there for a half hour talking about ball. Him and uh, Harold, we in there because Harold's a Celtic fan, so we in there, we, we talking Lakers and Celtics, NBA stuff. Harold was on the show the first time as well for the people who've been listening from day one. Uh, but yeah, man, it, it was a tough loss for, for the community, for his family, that man was a hell of a guy. Like, back when I was doing car sessions and I did, like, my first real solo episode, T. Watts was one of the first people to be like, yo, like, yo, you got something, bro. And he believed it. And he kept, like, every time I would see him, when you going to do this, when you going to do that, you know, giving games, showing love. And it's like when you're a creator, people who galvanize you and show you that love to make you want to create, essentially, those are the people that move you forward. So, once again, I just wanted to Send my condolences to the Watson family and Terrence Watson, T. Watts. Rest in peace. We miss you. Yeah. Uh, I tell them welcome to the gray area and stay away just in case you ain't real enough to relate. Every other Thursday, politics to the chips. Get up on this wave. <laughs> now tell me what's to talk about. Cause we the only thing to talk about. How you keep reality in check. Just keep it real rapping. Don't gossip with the facts. Yeah. After a long hiatus, I took the summer off. But I'm back. This is chapter 53 of the gray area. And I am your host, Ray Jarvis. Showtime. Woo. You know, I, I needed a break, people. No, I mean, I wasn't gone, gone. You know, there was the Rat round table. I dropped some clips on the internet, you know, to, to stay relevant. You know, so I didn't I didn't fully leave you, but, like, I, I needed to just get away for a second, you know? Like, when, when the podcasting, I, I love it, but it, it, I, it felt like work, you know? I had a lot of going on in my personal life, and I just needed a second to just do nothing. As ridiculous as that sounds. I wanted to go to work. And go home. I didn't want to think about recording a podcast, how I'm going to promote it, what, what's the subject matter, especially in the summer months in sports where, you know, it's kind of quiet. It's kind of slow. People don't love baseball. Like my, my listener base doesn't love baseball like that. Football season is out. NBA is done. We're not talking about hockey. We're not talking about college sports like that. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to dip out real quick and, and, and take a minute for myself. But now we're back and I have a lot to talk about. Chapter 53, we are focusing on hero worship. Being that I was away for a minute, I got to really, you know, get back in touch with the sports fans by way of people who annoy me. You know, people who put athletes on pedestals, people who put sports figures on pedestals that are like kind of ridiculous, kind of irrational, 
and you really can't converse with them. The I think it was the second episode of the Gray Area. We 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 talked about ESPN sports fans, right? I haven't touched on them for a long time. I think the overarching point of the Gray Area is fighting against the ESPN sports fan, but we can focus on them primarily right now. You know, I'm seeing the way they put their content out there. They be in that network. And the, the main thing that really hit me over the head is, is the fact that these fans are extremely, extremely, extremely impressionable, right? You could tell them anything and they're going to react or they're going to believe it. They don't even do a simple Google search. Like I've, I've mentioned in the past, events happen like in the playoffs. Let's say like the job of All-Stars in the NBA playoffs and we lost in the conference finals. ESPN will put a graphic up there that says that the Jaw of All-Stars lost in the conference semifinals and people will believe it because it's on ESPN. ESPN has become so self-aware to the fact that their listener base, their viewer base are so impressionable that they could tell them anything and they'll either believe it or at the very least react to it. And, and that's very bothersome. You know what I mean? Like, how could I have a legible sports conversation with an impressionable human being? It's almost like politics. You know, Fox News knows who's, who's tuning in, and they give them what they want by way of sometimes false information, or as the President 45 would say, fake news. <laughs> you know what I mean? Facts. And it's like ESPN at some point figured out we can do the same thing these political networks are doing, and who's going to stop us? Nobody. Facts. So you can't go on Twitter, you know, it's a hashtag I'm seeing now because I took time off, I'm seeing things, I'm learning. It's a hashtag called on here, where you'll see someone say people on here, da 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 da, da on here. It's like the fact that Twitter has become so ridiculous that on here is constantly a trending topic because people, especially in sports, NBA Twitter exclusively at that, will say something so difficult and so outrageous that you got to say people on here really think that such and such is better than such and such. I'm like, yo, like, and for a while, I thought I was the only one fighting this battle. And I'm like, nah, there's plenty of people like me who are like, yo, this it ain't go like that. <laughs> what you're saying is not true. So what if it's on ESPN? Just just watch the game. Huh? Are we asking for too much there for you to watch the game and, I don't know, enjoy it and, and, and pay attention? Don't look for the superstar athlete, you know? Go go look for the, for, for the minutia. You know, when the ball whipped around or when the quarterback threw it or when, or when Federer hit the serve, whatever, whatever your vice. Just watch it. Learn so that when you go to the water cooler, when you go to the barbershop, when you at the bar, wherever you at, you know, you you can actually be accurate. Do your research. No? Is job asking for too much for a little research? You know, but to these people, ESPN is their hero. For some, ESPN is the pinnacle of where they like to be in their career. Don't get me wrong. If ESPN threw the bag at your boy, I'm not saying no. You know, I might have to acquiesce to a certain degree with some of the things that I do, but the facts will be the facts. I'm not going to be sipping that narrative juice, but you know, if they say, hey man, you know what we like the gray area, you know, here's here's, here's a million dollars. I'm not saying no. Y'all can call me a sellout right now. I'm taking the money. Facts. But people, love the network. Put it on that pedestal. I'm not here to tell you what to do. 
you know? At least not from that perspective. Love who you love. But at the very least, when you start talk, talking to sports fans and, and, and you're, trying to, you're trying to be in the mix, just don't come off like a buffoon because I don't got patience. You understand me? I literally do not have patience for sport fan buffoonery for the rest of this year, 2019, and going forward. All right? Point blank, point blank period. Uh, let's shift some gears. Another thing I've noticed on this wonderful internet Sports groups, right? You pull up. You type in, you know, LeBron, blah, 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 blah. Better than Kobe, whatever, whatever, whatever. That thread will have at least 150 comments, okay? Depending on the group, how active it is. Jordan something, something, LeBron, blah, blah, blah. 200 comments. It's that hero worship. People see, like, all right, let me, let me, let me, let me simplify. LeBron's better than Jordan. That's the post. Get out of here. I don't care what you say, LeBron. Jordan played against mailmen and plumbers, right? That's going to spawn a wildfire on that thread because you're going to have a segment of people who never met Michael Jordan. Half of them are too young to even say they watched Jordan play, but they were, they were grandfathered into the love of Jordan. And they will argue with you in a thread. They'll stop, they'll stop typing their comment to go to Google, get some stats, tell you a stat line, and continue to argue. And it's like this, this, this is like, bro, why are we going so hard for athletes, right? Like, I love me some Kobe Bryant. Like, it's documented. I love that man, you know? But at some point, I had to realize that I can't keep having arguments with strangers in comment sections who believe that LeBron James is better than Kobe, you know? I believe Kobe's better. But at the end of the day, what difference does it make? Huh? <laughs> Legit question. LeBron James is an all-time great. You might even say top five that are alive. Kobe Bryant, top 15. And I'm, I'm being generous when I say top 15 because Kobe's anywhere from five to 15, depending on who you ask. You know? Jordan, the GOAT. Why are we getting so bent out of shape? Why have we allowed ourselves to be programmed to defend a stranger? <laughs> when you think about it, there's people out here who defend LeBron James and Kobe Bryant harder than they do their own family or friends. They'll be in a spot and, and listen to someone else gossip about their friends and won't say a word. But as soon as you peek out the window and then pick up your iPhone and say LeBron in the comment section, that person who loves Kobe is on your body. How ridiculous is that? Huh? Hero worship. People who will get disrespectful on Twitter because you dis their favorite player. Come on now. That's what we doing. I don't like your favorite player, so you 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 go on a Twitter barrage and throw subs and do, and be corny. But just that hero worship. You know, I keep beating it over your head. Like I, I want this to be like a, a message that is beating into your head. We have to stop this. Why don't you like worship normal folk? The day-to-day -day person that makes your life easy. Worship them. You know? You out here giving yourself carpal tunnels, typing about how great LeBron James is. Like, this, people, you know what I'm saying? Like, this, there's Twitter accounts dedicated to being a LeBron James or Kobe Bryant or whatever athlete that's popular fanboy. You, you, do, you, do you understand that? How much energy it takes for you to create a, a Twitter account? All right, let's say the LeBron James stand account. And tweet how great LeBron James is each and every day. Like, you know, I'm, 
I, I'm trying to clean up the gray area with, with the bad language, so I'm not going to say what I really want to say. But that kind of uh, horses in the back, so to speak, you on that Old Town Road with LeBron James about how great he is worshiping each and every day, that's a little weird to me, no? Y'all don't think that's weird? Y'all don't think it's weird to, that, that a human being made a fake account about LeBron James and tweets every day, he's great, he has triple doubles, he has no help, whatever whatever, whatever the jargon is on that particular day. That's not weird to y'all. No? No? Okay, maybe it's just me. I just believe that the emo fan base, you know, like, I, I can see in music, you have, like, the Drake fans, the Beehive, the Jay-Z fans, Lady Gaga, Taylor Swift, the Swifties, whatever it is. I, I understand that. They're idols, you know. But athletes? Yeah, like, like, for a second now, let's be real with ourselves. For the non-LeBron fans, y'all have a seat for a second. Every person who's ever said anything negative about LeBron, right? How people activate in your comment section or wherever you at if you say a bad word about him, right? Amin Al-Hassan of ESPN calls Kobe fans Kobistan residents, right? Because there's a, there's a faction of Kobe fans who are completely belligerent. You say anything bad about Kobe, they on you. So... I, I, I can't get with that anymore. Maybe it's because I'm getting old. You know, I guess, I guess this is what it is. Like I got a new perspective on certain things. So I, I just don't see it the same. Because, you know, 21-year-old me, 25-year-old me, hell, 28-year-old me, I'm arguing. We, we going to be there for like an hour, and I'm telling you how nice and how great Kobe is. But I just feel like it's ridiculous. These people don't know who we are. They don't even like your tweets or your IG comments when you when you slurping all over them. So like, why why are we going so hard? Why are we worshiping these common men? They're just millionaire athletes, huh? Again, worship the person that makes your day to day easier, as opposed to an athlete who doesn't know who you are. And if you saw them in public, they might get tight if you ask for a picture. You know what I mean? So. People, look, I love you, right? I just believe that with, with the gray area returning, I, I'm, I'm imposing an edict of new energy, a new approach to appreciating sports. Love these athletes. Love what they do. But let's relax on, on the, the the angry mob and, and the slurping off your favorite athlete, getting the disrespectful and, and all of these things and activating and trying to cancel another person because he thinks that your favorite player is trash. Like, let's, 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 let's dead all of that. Relax, right? Let's circle back to ESPN now. They put out these top lists constantly, right? Top this, NBA, top that, whatever, whatever. It goes back to the whole idea of being impressionable. They know for a fact that if they put certain players with large fan bases low on that list... It'll generate traffic because people are going to be so... Outrage generates more traffic than agreement. You know, keep that in mind. Outrage generates more traffic than agreement. It's the reason why Donald Trump does what he does. If if Donald Trump was an A1 president, no one would care. But he does stuff. He's like the greatest heel wrestler ever. He does stuff to create outrage because it generates interest. And it also distracts you from what's really going on at certain moments. Outrage 
traffic, okay? So I haven't seen any of these lists because I, I've basically imposed it upon myself that I'm not going to, like, click on any NBA all-time list right before the season gets in the training camp because that means it's a high-quality, high-quality clickbait season. They know that people know that media days are in effect. They, they know that people know that that training camp is around the corner. They, they know that the Lakers got, you know, Anthony Davis this offseason and they're a hot button team. They know that Kobe retired a few a few years ago and that he's still a trigger for a lot of Laker fans. So they'll, they'll place him somewhere on that list to create vigor. Then let's circle it back to the top 100 list. You know, I have not again. Let's be clear. I have not opened any of these lists whatsoever. Right. But because of Twitter, you can know, like, if a certain player is placed somewhere he doesn't belong. So Zion Williamson, rookie coming into this league, who I, I'm just not sold on. I'm sorry. He's ranked 42nd. Right. They have Clay Thompson, 49th. You know, Clay Thompson, the second best shooter in the world behind his teammate, Steph Curry, three-time champion. One of the best on-ball defenders in the league. 49th. And Zion, who hasn't played an NBA second at all, is 42nd. Come on, son. We, we got to be better than that. But again, ESPN, because they know that you don't think, some of you, I'm sorry, some of you don't think beyond that surface level. They, they already have plausible deniability built into the situation, right? They're going to say that that list is not what they believe of the player's skill set. They believe their list is based on what's happening as we speak. So with the season going as it is, they're projecting that Zion is going to be 42nd and Clay is going to be 49th. Because Klay Thompson has an ACL injury and he might not play until January. So you see what I'm saying? They, they, they are already baiting you to react, but they already have an explanation in tow. Yet you guys click on those lists. Y'all watch the videos. <laughs> Y'all get all worked up about nothing. These lists ain't about nothing. Y'all sat there, open the list, Get mad. I can't believe this. I can't believe that. It's so bad that NBA players open the list, comment on Instagram about how bad it is. They get mad at how bad the network is performing. People go on Twitter. That's why I stopped watching it. Uh, 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 uh. And yet ESPN is still the worldwide leader in sports. Those same players will go on first taking Augie with Stephen A. Smith. They control it because y'all let them control it. You know what I mean? Just stop opening the list. Bleacher Report put out something. You know, they they all-time 50. Like, wh where does Bleacher Report get off giving an all-time 50 any list with the NBA? Like, y'all just got here, Bleacher Report. What are we doing? Facts. But either way, they got hip to the game. Bleacher Report was pretty legit at one point. But then, if, if you peep the movement, Bleacher Report, a lot of their headlines are super clickbaity. Like, they'll tell you something wild crazy. You click on the link and the story don't even be anything about anywhere near what the headline was at all. Right? 
but the, on, on that list, and we going back to Kobe only because I because they 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 use they the media, sports media, NBA media uses Kobe to get clicks, and it's so bad. It's like they they treated Kobe so bad when he played, but now they know he generates interest. On that list, right? Saw it on Twitter again. Kobe Bryant, 14th all time. 14th. My man couldn't even crack the top 10. Jeez. Steph Curry, 10. Yeah, you heard that right. So if you didn't see that list, Kobe's 14th all time. Steph Curry's 10th. Now, I love me some Steph Curry. Wardell is good in my book, right? But there's no way in hell that you can tell me that Steph Curry is a greater all-time player than Kobe Bryant. In no realm. Steph Curry would tell you himself, yo, they bugging, okay? No, no way. No, no matter how strong of an ego any NBA athlete has, there's no way, absolutely no way, that you can believe that Kobe's better I mean, uh, Steph Curry's is four slots better than Kobe on the all-time list. But it's up to you as the fan to realize what's going on and deduce that you're getting hot. <laughs> they gain you. And, you. and you have to make that decision to avoid these lists. Had they put this list out, you know, in the middle of winter when the NBA season is in full swing, maybe they might be really feeling how they feel. But they know that the NBA season is, is, is on deck and we need to start getting people geared up and rile them up because the NBA fiends, the fanatics, they, they looking for basketball wherever they can get it. They're going to be all over that. And then once people react to that Bleacher Report list, more people who hadn't seen it list are going to go to their website, click all over it, and be like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. You're going to have talking heads like, like Skip Bayless and all these people. And it's already happened on their show debating Bleacher Report's list. Essentially, there's no integrity in this list. The list in and of itself is a means of generating interest and, dare I say, clout. <laughs> yes, media websites are also clout chasing. Imagine that. They use their content as a means to generate interest and, and other networks use other networks' content as a means of content. All while we get all wound up, crazy, get mad, go in comment sections, go, go, go all over the place and, and and do their work for them. I believe like, like for instance, let's talk about the, you know, because I've been gone for so long. It's just like the Popeye's chicken sandwich model. You throw something out there, you throw a little bread on the, on, the, on the advert, right? And then if everything goes according to plan, you won't have to spend anything else because the people will talk about it. It was said that when the Popeye's chicken sandwich went viral, it generated upwards of $25 million in ad revenue. As well, like, like that's what it would have cost. What, what the people that are talking about it, $25 million worth of ad revenue for free. They didn't have to pay for that. That sandwich sold out on word of mouth. It's basically what these networks are doing. Put something crazy out there. Don't even promote it. Just roll it out because you already have a large list and a large viewer base, right? You just roll it out. Don't say a word. There wasn't even any promo for it. Bleacher Report just dropped it on. They dropped it on us because they knew what they were doing. People are going to see it. They're going to talk about it. They're going to spread. It's going to spread like wildfire. Now, if you if you live somehow lived under a rock, when you watch First Things First or whatever the name was, I think it's called Undisputed. That's how you know I don't watch these shows. Undisputed with Skip and, and Shannon. If you if you somehow lived under a rock. 
and you and you see these guys debating the skip that 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 can't be right yeah now you're gonna go download the app and it's good business free business for bleacher report huh that's all even to football now that hero worship most of that is on the coach though like you'll see how they pick up bill belichick and all of these guys you know but patrick mahomes He's being positioned to be that guy. They, they already given him that Steph Curry treatment. Light-skinned brother, mixed brother, doing things we haven't seen on the field before. You know, kind of sort of out of nowhere, MVP. Wild elite passer of the ball in a way that Steph was an elite shooter of the ball. They already positioning him to be worshipped by the public. He's already you got people already saying he's the best this and that. I mean, off a season in a quarter, he's the best. He's better than Brady. He's better than Aaron Rodgers. He's better than da 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 da. Right? It's crazy, but it's like it's a functionality of the system, right? We build you up. You've heard it before. They build athletes up to later tear them down. Three four years ago, Steph Curry was on top of the world. By the time KD was done, he's not that good, and he got carried to two championships with KD. So, as much as they're positioning you to be all over Pat Mahomes, they're simply waiting for him to fail so that they can drag him down. So while you in the comment section losing your mind about how great he is, they already got you. You took the bait, right? Took the bait, and now they're going to cook you. Now it's going to be that one person that's going to say a wild, crazy, hot take about how not good Pat Mahomes is and now you're going to be all in the uproar tell your man you can't believe what he said this and that this and that comment section da, 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 da. it's a constant cycle of worshipping strangers like having this time off and just seeing how people are like I'm just enjoying sports you know and, and kind of laughing at people reacting stupidly and it's just like wow you people really love these athletes more than you should now you're going to say, don't judge me. I mean, I'm going to judge you a little bit. I'm going to judge you. But I, I got a breath of fresh air to really get a better understanding of love for athletes. When I, when, when I was like really, when I wasn't podcasting, I was just simply a sports fan. I'm sure I was no different. But at some point, I realized the game and I smartened up. And you know what? I, what I'm trying to do with this episode is help you smarten up. Help you get to that next level of sports fandom. And, and, and peak the movements of the network so you can enjoy the game better. Because a lot of people have heard this before where they're saying that they're not enjoying the game as much because they feel like networks aren't reporting the game the way they should. They on TV and they they only talk about three or four athletes when they want to know about what's happening in the Midwest. They might want to hear about the Midwestern professional sports team. Or they want they might want to hear about the team that's really good that no one saw coming. But if every time you put the TV on, it's LeBron this, Pat Mahomes that, how can Tom Brady this, whatever, Yankees that. How can you how can you enjoy your sports fan experience? You know? Staying in the NFL. We got to talk about this Kaepernick thing. Again, I've been away. I got to talk about it. I'm not going to beat it over the head too crazy. But, you know, I think Colin Kaepernick is a perfect example of, of hero worship. You know, whether whatever side you're on. People who love Cap, they go, on, they, they go hard for Cap. You know, I'm in a thread on Twitter. And we basically have dudes like podcast rapping. Dropping like dis pods, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or or let, let me not drag it. 
response pods to one another's podcast about the Kaepernick situation. But, you know, for me, I don't think anybody's wrong. If you feel strongly about what Kaepernick is doing, you know, if you feel strongly about the protests and, and, and raising awareness and whatever else that's involved with Colin Kaepernick, you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. Because at the end of the day, it was for a good cause. You know, police brutality is a real thing. As a black man, hell yeah. We, we, I, I don't want to be nervous when the cops pull me over that this could be the last time I'm on Earth. Of course. You know, you have people like Marcellus Wiley who, who, I, who I, you know, I appreciate saying things like he's not really in a struggle because he didn't live that life. And I can't say he's wrong. Some people, they, they, they reacted negatively towards it because, you know, colorism is a thing amongst black people. And being that cap is a mixed brother, you know, he has his own battles to fight being mixed. But when you think about it, he wasn't in the ghetto. He was raised in a white household. Everything Marcella said was accurate about him. I don't know what his struggles was because we wasn't with Cat shooting in the gym, you know? We don't know if, if he was in that white household and you had people in his high school or his, his elementary or junior high calling him the N-word or whatever the case may be, calling him a mutt, whatever. We don't know that. We don't know what his plight is. But Marcellus isn't wrong in feeling like you really don't know the struggle because you wasn't in Compton and an actual, like, brown-skinned or dark-skinned brother who can be identified as, as that. So... I get it. You got the people on the Jay-Z side of the fence who who looking at it as, yo, we gotta go forward. We can't we can't stay here. We cannot we 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 can't be on pause when we're kneeling. Some people didn't like it. Kaepernick didn't like saying that we're past kneeling. That it that that rubbed people the wrong way. But I think sometimes we get caught up in our emotions so much that we're not seeing the practicality and the logic of it. When Jay said it, it, we're past kneeling, it wasn't that this kneeling is unnecessary. But he was saying is, all right, we kneeled. We've been kneeling for two, three years. What's next? What are we going to do now to, to move the movement forward? But because people are so gung-ho about what Kaepernick is doing or what it represented, they're not willing to see any other side of it. And even the Jay fans, you know, they, they worship Jay. I'm a, I'm a big Jay-Z fan. I can speak to this. They're so positive that Jay-Z is going to do the right thing that they're not trying to hear the people who are on Kaepernick's side who, who, who don't trust corporate America essentially buying the movement, right? And it's like they, they've chosen sides and they're refusing. It's just like any other comment section. I'm bringing it all full circle now with the Kobe, the LeBron, the Jordan, this and that. They're so willing to choose sides that no one is trying to meet in the middle or is realize that, hey, by choosing sides, we're not accomplishing anything. <laughs> we're not getting anything done. You know? Killer Mike said it, and I mentioned it on, on a rap roundtable, that we can all accomplish the same goals from different routes. Right? Henceforth, no one is wrong. You can feel how you feel. As long as the end goal is to raise awareness of social injustices and, and to improve race relations in America... What difference does it make if you if you see it Jay-Z's way or you see it Kaepernick's way? If you're trying to live comfortably as a person of color in America, stop worshiping your hero and make things happen. Basic stuff, you know? I can't believe that something so common is, is like foreign to y'all, you know? 
but again it's like the world has programmed us to choose a side and and and, and activate against whatever opposing side without truly accomplishing anything it's like a it's like an angry mob marching to nowhere and or, or until they find something else to get mad about it's crazy to me so you know what chapter 53 coming back in after this break i just wanted to tell you guys like look we got to be better let's stop choosing these sides see what society is doing out here react to society not to the people or, or a specific person react to what's happening out here and do what's best for you put the phone down leave the comment section alone just just, <laughs> just throw a little lol or lmao or something in there you know if you love LeBron, just love him. You don't have to defend him. You don't get paid to do it. You know, you got like Beyonce fans in the shade room comment section while with B emojis. Like y'all not getting paid for that. Yeah, it doesn't accomplish anything. All right. That's all I'm saying. Relax. Enjoy the mediums that you enjoy and move forward. That's all I got for y'all. The gray area is back. There will be no breaks for the foreseeable future. Uh, chapter 54 is going to be some new members joining the league office as we preview the NBA season. And as the saying goes, Whether you like it or don't like it, sit down and look at it because it's the best going today. Woo! Perfect. <laughs>